You're listening to the Getting Mindful with Megan podcast. Hi, welcome to Getting Mindful with Megan. We are so pumped you're here today. We are talking about one of my favorite topics ever, and we're talking about money. I love money. (laughs) I like making money. I'm motivated by money. I love having money. Money is fun. That is one of my favorite thoughts. Money is fun. I tell myself that all the time. So I'm excited because you guys are going to get to hear from somebody who I think is really good with money. And that's why I asked him to come onto this podcast today because he is somebody I've watched the last while. Like I've seen a shift where he's been able to shift his money mindset and we've actually seen the results of that. And he's starting to see more money come in and it's just super fun to watch. So I wanted you guys to be able to hear from him. This is my brother, Justin Tierlink. Hey, hi. First male guest, I understand. First male guest. What? I told them like, <laughs> they might want to hear from you, but they might not. I don't know. We'll I'm see. I'm married, ladies. <laughs> He's married. <laughs> okay, so Justin is my husband's brother. He was once a bank manager. He has a finance degree, which he told me means nothing, but I was like, well, we got to tell him we're talking about money and you have a finance degree. And then also something about Justin is he makes a lot of money. He's a real estate agent. He's killing it. He started his real estate practice like what? 18 months ago. 18 months ago and he's killing it. And it's super, super fun to watch. And so I'm excited to talk to you because he has some really good thoughts about money and we're going to help you with your money mindset today. So let's get crack a lacking. Uh, good to be here. And first time I've ever been on a podcast. So we'll see how this goes. It's going to be great. And a lot of people would question what you said about making a lot of <laughs> that I make a lot of money. I don't know if that's true yet. Yeah, we're just going to believe it right now. So, okay, so let's get talking. So I want to start out the podcast. I was telling Justin this. I'm telling you guys. I'm telling Justin again right now. Your thoughts create your results. This is something that I teach over and over on this podcast. Your thoughts create your results. So if you have a thought, it's going to propel you into a feeling. That feeling is going to move you into action, and that action is going to create a result. We just have to get this out of the way because this is going to be a big thing throughout the podcast. If you are having thoughts that are like money is hard to get or I'm not good with money or there's never enough or money doesn't go on trees and you believe those are true, that is going to be your result. So if you're wanting more money, you have to change your thoughts. It's so important. We have to change our thoughts if we want more money. I know 99.9% of you guys want more money. So if you're not getting the results you want with your money, it's because there is a thought somewhere in your brain that we need to find, bring out, unload and shift. Okay. there's a comfort. There's likely a comfort zone there that needs to be expanded. Everybody. It's universal. Everybody has a comfort level of money that they're okay with. If I had two hundred dollars in my bank account, I'd be freaking out. In a bad way. In a bad way. (laughs) Yes. But if I had $2 million in my bank account, I'd probably be very uncomfortable there as well. There's a certain comfort zone that I'm good with. Historically, that's been low. And so I've been doing a lot of work on myself in the last 18 months to kind of increase that comfort level. And it's been amazing to see how much easier it is to make money that money can come come easy it can come easy it comes easy it it, it's good to have um i don't have to fight and work for it so hard it it can just come it can just flow in because there's so much of it it's abundant okay so so with that comfort levels i was thinking about how recently 
we were really blessed to be able to sell our home and it was a really good investment for us. So we were able to make some money off the sale of our home. And when I got that money, what happened is I immediately wanted to find ways to spend it. I was like, so Colton, like, what are we going to do with our money? Where should we put it? Should we do this? Should we do that? What should we do with this money? We can't have it. Like we've got to like do something with it, right? Like spend it or use it to invest it or whatever. And I recognized that what was going on in my brain was I was feeling uncomfortable with how much money that we had in our bank. I was getting coached on it by my coach, Anna Bullock. And she's like, what are you feeling? And I'm like, I don't know how to explain it, but I I feel zingy. The feeling in my body is like zingy, excited. And it's making me uncomfortable. (laughs) This feeling is uncomfortable. I was telling her, I'm like, I'm eating way more. I don't know what's going on. I'm buffering emotions. I was feeling that discomfort from the level of money that was in my account at the time. So I noticed the thought, though. This is the thought. I had the thought, like, I've got to find somewhere for this money to go because it's not always going to be here. We've got to, like, buy the razor now because I'm not going to be able to buy it later because this money is going to be gone and I'm going to be back where I was comfortable and we won't be able to get a razor. And so I wanted to spend the money instead of just have money so that I can buy a razor eventually. You know what I mean? I just wanted to get rid of the money so I could get back to that comfort level where I wasn't feeling that zingy. But instead, what I chose to do is I chose to shift into like this money's, it might not be this exact money, but like this money's going to flow in always. I'm comfortable with how much money we have right now. This is where I want to be. I like this money. I want to have it. Like I just want to enjoy having money in my bank account. And I want to identify as a person who has money. And so that's what I've been doing. And instead of spending the money, we've just been allowing ourselves to have it. And it's been helpful. And it's easy to feel like an opportunity like that or an investment like that is never going to come again. That this is a once in a lifetime. And it's rare. That's how my brain was. This is rare. Yeah. But it'll happen again someday. You'll you'll make another good investment. Money will come again. And so it's okay to use it or keep it or spend it, invest it, whatever you want to do. It's okay. But it needs to be intentional. And the reason behind it matters. <laughs> Why are you spending the money? Is it because you because it, you think it's going to make you more money? Is it because it's something you genuinely, genuinely really love and it's important to you? Or is it because you think this isn't going to be here. I got to spend this now so I can feel better. Yeah. And the opposite is true too, that you might think this is a once in a lifetime thing, getting this kind of money. Therefore I have to hoard it. I have to hang on to it. Never let it go. Has to sit there. Um, But that's not true either. Currency flows. Yeah. If you hoard your money, you're stopping the flow of the currency. Let it come in, let it go out. Yeah. So good. I love that. Currency flows for both of those situations. Currency flows like you don't have to pretend or have the thought that it's never going to come back in because it will. So this is something I was thinking about the other day is letting it flow. I remember being younger and I would do something not expecting to get paid for. I don't know, do a little job for a neighbor or whatever. And they would offer me money. And I don't know why. For some reason, it was instilled in me not to accept it, that that was like rude or something. But you had created value for them. Yeah. And I thought back to that of, I should accept it. I should let that flow happen. I should let them have the opportunity of giving and me receiving. I had no expectations of receiving, but 
it came and I, I should let, let that, that flow, flow happen. happen. You know what? I have another example of that, except for a little bit different. I was coaching a girl during COVID and she was telling me how like, it's just, it's not polite or right to sell right now, like to sell her product. It's not good to sell it during COVID. And I was like, no, like you're stopping the flow of currency in the economy. You have something that people want right now to not sell or offer that, make that offer to them is like doing the same thing where you're just like not letting that flow keep happening. It's actually doing a disservice to our economy and disservice to your your people who need what you're selling. There's two parts to the flow, giving and receiving. You need to, and I think the focus needs to be on the giving. Focus on giving, but when receiving comes your way, go ahead and receive it openly, but focus on the giving and that, that flow will just never end for you. So me and my wife, Kylie, were talking just the other day just how grateful we are lately that kind of for the first time in either of our lives, definitely in our married lives, that that we haven't really had to worry about money. And and just the the weight that's lifted and the freedom that we feel because say a child breaks their arm tomorrow, we'll just take care of it. Whereas before we would really have to stress and, and worry about how are we going to pay this new bill? What are we going to have to cut back on in order to to make this new payment that we have where when you have money it comes with freedom that's that's an amazing my favorite part about money you can buy yourself time you can buy it purchase away stress um that's not, i wouldn't say true in everything but i like brooke castillo she always says everything's 50 50 so having money there's going to be negative parts to that too but it's going to be different And so like right now, like Justin's experiencing like the positive 50, something that that I kind of decided in my life is this thought. I heard this and I it's really like been a game changer. It's been like making money is non-negotiable because Colton and I, as we're like talking about ideas we have and business ideas and things that we're working on in our business, sometimes we ask that like, well, are we going to be able to make money? Are we going to be able to live like what are we going to be able to make money? That's like a question that we ask a lot. Is this business going to make money? And I just like to like, when you ask your brain a question, always it's going to go to the negative bias because it's trying to keep you safe. It wants to keep you safe from harm. So it's going to go to the negative bias, which is what our brain does. It's like, no, you're not going to be able to make money or probably not. Remember, you haven't ever made this money before. And it like goes into past evidence. And so what we've decided is just to start telling our brain what we want it to believe. Because remember, the thought becomes the result. So the, the thought that I'm using, the affirmation that I say to myself all the time is making money is non-negotiable. So every time that I'm like, is this going to work? I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's non-negotiable. Like we're going to make money because we're telling our brain that that's what we're going to do. And your brain will figure out how to do it because you are a human and you are made to do what your thoughts say. So that's an affirmation I want you guys to like stick in your pocket. And next time you're like, I want to do this, but is it going to make money? I want you to be like, it's, it's not a negotiation. We're going to make money. How? That's a negotiation. What we're going to do to make the money is a li- we can negotiate on that. We can say, well, that one didn't work. Let's try this. But making the money is not a negotiation. You just have to get started. So true. Another thought that's really blessing my life, because like I said, I'm very motivated by money, is that's a zero dollar thought. So when I think things like, I don't like selling. Okay, oh, this is a good one. I don't like selling. That is a zero dollar thought, you guys. 
That thought makes you no money. I'm not good at marketing. Zero dollar thought. Don't get rid of it. Right. I'm I'm not sure if I can do it. Zero dollar thought. Get rid of it. You have to tell your brain what you want it to believe. You have to stop letting it like run around going crazy up there. You have to be precise and tell your brain exactly what you want it to believe. It takes things so literal. Here's something that I feel like is really important. A lot of my listeners are Christian, and you guys know that I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And so we believe in the Bible, and in the Bible it says like that the root of money or the love of money is the root of all evil. Something like that to that point. And I wanted to talk about it for a second because I think a lot of us do what Justin did as a kid and we stop the flow of currency because we're like, I shouldn't want this money. I shouldn't want more money. I shouldn't be desiring to have more money because that makes me evil. But I want to just like be like, no, I don't agree with that. I don't believe that. There are very righteous people all throughout scripture, all throughout the world. Very good, not evil people who are blessed with abundance, prosperity, with so much money. If the love of, if them loving and having money is the problem, then God wouldn't be blessing them with that money. Does that make sense? So we were chatting earlier and Justin's like, so what, what does that scripture really mean then? And I, what I think, and I'll let him say like what he's kind of thinking about it. But what I think is that when we put money over people and we put money over God, that's when there's a problem. The money is there to serve people and serve God. You had said that that God loves resources and he'll bless those with resources who are willing to use those resources to bless his children. Um, I think that's so true. So when we begin to worship the money or make money the the complete focus, that's when it becomes a bad thing. But when and- it's being used to to bless our families, um, serve other people, that's where it's valuable. And I think that something that blocks the flow of money and blocks the blessings of abundance that God, like literally like his law, like he can't give you more is when we lean into scarcity and we lean into fear because when we're leaning into fear, we're doing the exact opposite of gratitude. So if you're wanting to create more of that flow of abundance into your life, we need to lean into gratitude. We need to recognize all the things that we have, which is what we're doing. Instead of saying money's so hard to get, we're saying, I'm so grateful money's been a blessing and money's easy for me. And we look for the ways that money's easy for us and the ways that God's blessed us with money. When you start looking for evidence and finding gratitude for all the abundance that God's blessed you with, that's when he's able to keep pouring that on you. But when you lean into the fear and into the scarcity, mindset of like, I can't get, I I, I got to hoard this. I got to keep this because I'm never going to get it again because we don't ever get blessed with money. Then he's like, Hey, like you're not even noticing all my blessings. And that's when that flow stops. I think. Yeah, absolutely. So if you want more, like I said before, focus on the giving and the receiving will come. The flow will begin. And the longer you keep it open, the bigger the flow will become. Agreed. I so agree. So we wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about budgeting and intention with our money and being like really aware and mindful of how we're spending, how we're saving, 
how we're creating more. So Justin is the master at <laughs> this. So take it away. Master questionable, but <laughs> I do some things that I really like. It was actually my wife, Kylie, that got us started on a budget a couple of years ago. And I was kind of resistant to it at first. Kylie's a bomb budgeter. She is. She's like, every time I talk to her budget, I'm like, you are a bomb budgeter. But okay, here, keep going. But here's the funny thing that now I run the budget for some reason. Like, <laughs> like the role has shifted. I think it's super powerful. And I won't say that like we're strict, like we set the budget and we never deviate from it. Our budget is pretty loose, to be honest. What I really like about budgeting, and, and we use software, like I'm not sitting down with a, what do they call it? A Ledger. <laughs> pen and paper. Like we use software. I think we pay 69 bucks a year. Um, it's totally worth it. And it, it automatically um, imports all of our transactions from our bank accounts and credit cards. And then I just categorize them. The value to me in budgeting is that I can see how much we're spending where. And it's, I just, I, it gives me a feeling of control that it's not just unknown and sporadic that I know how much we spent on groceries in February. I can go look that up. And, and if it was $1,500, we got a problem and we can make some adjustments at that point. And it can be really fun too, because you can give yourself permission to spend money on things that you want to. Uh, we, we give ourselves a budget every month for date night. And, and you don't have to feel guilty about getting the babysitter. You don't have to feel like, yeah. oh, should I be doing this? Because it's just there. Like like you set aside a certain amount of money. You've been mindful with your money. You've been mindful with how you're going to use it. You've been intentional and aware and conscious in your efforts of where your money's going and how it's being spent. And then you're able to actually enjoy the money. Yeah. You don't have to worry when you're ordering that extra roll of sushi you can just do it with confidence because the money's in the budget i use a program called ynab stands for you need a budget i think the first year is free and then uh 69 bucks or something a year after that but there's a lot of them you guys i keep wanting to be like i'll put that in the show notes <laughs> but i don't have show notes <laughs> and then i was thinking do you think they'd want show notes but I just feel like, does anybody read the, sh does anybody actually go on the website, read the podcast and look at the show notes? I don't think. If I you guys do message me and let me know, maybe I'll do it, but probably won't. I don't know. We'll see. So I, we have a budget as well and it's really loose as well. And we, we, we used to be really good at it, but we've kind of like, this is good for me. This podcast episode is good for me. I'm going to like go home and work on my budget a little bit more. But what, what I do is I kind of follow the Dave Ramsey thing. I. I have all my bills and then I'm really loose, like, like really, really loose. Like I do like food, gas, everything else. And then that's kind of how I budget mine because I like to be able to like be really flexible with like everything else. And I just make sure that I keep everything else in that amount and then I'm good. But I don't like do like tons of different categories, you know. But I think it's just like to each their own. Yeah, I is it? I'm the opposite because I got a lot of categories. I get pretty specific in mine, but I don't know. That's I love spreadsheets. I'm I kind of like accounting. So. <laughs> He's probably doing it better than I am. I like I just like I don't know whatever. So so but what we wanted to why we wanted to bring up budgeting and all of this is because like it's just it's mindful, and when we're mindful, we can create the results we want. 
If you're not looking at your spending, you are not going to be able to create the results that you want. If you're not intentional with where you're putting your money, why you're spending, I want you guys to start looking out. This this seriously changed my life. When I started asking myself, why? Why am I buying this? If you just ask that question, every time you're about to buy something, why am I buying this? So many times it was because I was like feeling a weird emotion. I would like buffer away with shopping or spending. I don't know. Some of you guys might um, relate with that. Some of you might not at all use that as a buffer, but I did. And so like sometimes I'd be like, oh, I'm just like putting this in because I feel weird right now. I was like throwing it in my cart. Or sometimes I'd just be buying it because other people were buying it. And it wasn't like in congruence with like my truest self or like who I really want to be. I want to be somebody like I am with my minimalist house or like whatever. I want to be somebody who's intentional with the way that I spend my money. Because like I said, that's how you're going to create the money results that you want. But I know people that focus way too much on spending. Cheers. Because there's there's two parts. There's income and expenses, right? And I think it's a, a scarcity mindset says focus all on the expenses and they'll they'll coupon and they'll just do everything they can to cut back the expenses and put a ton of time and a ton of energy on the expenses. And I, I think there's a certain balance that you have to achieve. You definitely have to watch your spending, but you're probably better off putting more energy into income than you are into expenses. Yeah. Like how can you, instead of spending all your time on how can I save money, I want you to spend Sometimes. 20% on that and 80% yeah. on, no, I don't even know if that's a good number, like 10% on like, how can I save money and like 90% on how can I make more? Because you can only save so much. You still have to pay rent. You still have to buy groceries. You can only go down so much. Legit. Income is, the sky's the limit. It can go. My husband and I used to focus all on saving. Yeah. Like that's all we focused on was on saving. And we literally got down to like saving every last little penny. I believe our time would have been much better allocated by spending more time on how we could make money, by investing our money in our brain, like learning how to manage our mind so that we could make more money and have more time to make more money. Do you get what I'm saying there, what we're putting down? So budgets are important. We think you should have one. We think you should do it however you do it. We think mostly you just should be intentional and aware with how you're spending your money. But also, more importantly, really intentional aware about creating more. And how do you make money? You guys, a lot of people think that it's time. I got to put time into something and then I'll be able to make more money. I disagree. I think money is created by value you put out and contribute into the world. And how do we create value with your brain? So literally anybody can make money and all you have to have is a brain and you have one. And so if you want to make more money, you're just got to put out more value. It doesn't take more time. I hear so many stay at home moms be like, I don't have time to make money. And I'm like, it's not time that creates money. It's value that creates money. And everybody has value to put out into the world. You're a human with value that only you can create. So once you start putting that value out, you're going to see it. Sometimes it doesn't come back to you the way that you think, but you're going to see that flow. Like this podcast, for instance. I have this podcast that I think can create value for people. I'm putting it out there, right? And it doesn't come back to me directly in money. I don't get paid for this podcast at all. But then when I offer a service, I have people who already are connected and want to work with me. I'm seeing the return just in a different way. And so what I want you guys to focus on is how can I 
contribute back into the planet? How can I put more value out for people and serve and help people? And then guess what? Then you're leaning into giving. You're leaning into gratitude. And that abundance starts to flow. My dad always used to tell me, I've heard him say this so many times, like, I don't worry so much about cutting all my spending. Like just what Justin said, I worry about making more because the more you create, the more that there is. Resources are so valuable. You are doing good when you're able to contribute, put value out, and then you'll get that money in and then you'll be able to make more and more and more. Just like, I don't know if you guys listened to my coaching session with April, but she was feeling like she gives away all of her stuff for free and she feels weird charging. And I was telling her like, you want to feed the farm, you want to feed all your people, you want to give them stuff, then you've got to make more so you can make more resources for them that you can give. So you've got to start making that money so you can start putting more out, more good out. The more you make, the more good you can do. I really believe that. You can also do so much good without money. (laughs) So one thing I want you guys to recognize is that money doesn't make us feel anything. If you want money because you think you're going to feel better, if you have money, that's not true. What makes you feel better? Your thoughts make you feel better. So changing into gratitude will make you feel better. Having money doesn't change how you feel. It makes it easier to think thoughts. You might have money and then you'll think thoughts that make you feel good. But it's not the money that's making you feel good. It's the thoughts. So what's really helped me is to recognize that I don't need any more money. I just want it. Why? Because I want to put out more into the earth. I want to create more value. It's not about I need it so that I can feel good. I need it so that I can feel better about my life. It's simply I want more money so I can do more good so I can have the things that I want to have. So I can create more in my life. That's literally it. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting more money. Not at all. Okay, Justin, last thing. I want you to talk to us a little bit about entrepreneurship because he has some thoughts. I think they're valuable. I'm a huge advocate of entrepreneurship, self-employment. I've been on both sides. Uh, When I worked at the bank, I was an employee. Uh, Somebody else set my salary. Every day I went to work, I made 200 and something dollars that day. No more, no less. When I left the bank and started to be an entrepreneur is when I realized that I can make so much more. I can, um, my, my comfort level was so low and can be so much higher. And, and it almost happened by accident. My, my comfort level was what it was. And then it's like I almost accidentally made more money. And then that became my comfort level. And now I'm kind of working on myself to intentionally raise my comfort level. And I think it's through entrepreneurship that 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 can happen because there's no cap. Nobody else can tell you how much you can make. It's a matter of how much value you put out there. But I'm same in your job, though, right? Like employees are good, too. We got to have them. But I think the that you can find a way as an employee to create an entrepreneurship element, whether that's a side gig that you do on, on the side or within your company or within your company, which I think would be the best way. 
um, just some kind of arrangement where there's no ceiling, there's no roof or cap to the amount of money that you can make, where the money you make is directly tied to the value that you create. Love it. So as we end this podcast, I want to remind you that money is available to you, that there is an abundance of money. I used to think that I did work on this. I was in a a program, Self-Coaching Scholars with Brooke Curcio, and she had you just like go ham on all your thoughts about money. She made you write them all out. I want you guys to do this. I want you to write all your thoughts out. Every thought you can think of uh, that you think about money. And one of them I noticed was I just, I had this idea in my head that like only like certain lucky people were blessed with money. And it was just like a circumstance that they were blessed with. Like they just like got money. And like some of us aren't that lucky. Some of us aren't, don't just get to have that. And when I realized that like at least the God that I believe in doesn't bless people like that, he doesn't like pick and choose, but that we create we create our results and then he just allows them to happen. And so what I want you to realize is that there's so much money out there. It's not just reserved for the special few. It can be for you too. And when you have more money, you're going to be able to create more value for the world. You're going to be able to help others and you're going to be able to have fun. And it's going to, you're going to be able to enjoy having it and it's going to be fun. But it's not everything. True. If you took a million dollars or a hundred million or a billion dollars out of our economy, nobody would notice. It would be nothing. So it's out there. Go get what you can. Go get what's yours. Oh, we're ending on that. Go get what's yours. (laughs) That's like a money thought. Okay, good. So last thing is we're going to do a few takeaways just so you guys can remember because we've talked about a lot. So your thoughts create results. If you're not having the money results you want, we've got to change the thought. If you need help with this, message me. I can help coach you and we can find the thought. We can dig it out. We can roll around and we can find you a new one. And I can help you make more money. The second thing is, is you've got to lean into gratitude, right? We've got to lean into gratitude. Gratitude is going to put you into a more abundant state of mind. If you need abundant help, I have two podcasts on abundance and I have actual mindfulness practices you can do to help get your mind into a more abundant state. The third thing is, is you got to up your comfort level with money. You got to get comfortable having money. That means maybe don't spend the money the second you get it just because you have it. And maybe don't hoard the money because you're scared you won't keep it. Third thing is, or fourth thing, whatever we're on, is... Got to be in control. Control the spending. Know what, know where it's going, control the income, feel, don't feel like it's just a sporadic thing that happens. Be in control of your money. Yeah. Budget. Yeah. Look at your bank account every day or at least a couple times a week. Check that bank account. Yeah. I think this is good. I think we've got a lot of good stuff here. It's okay if you want money. It's okay to have money. What we want to be really aware of is the thoughts behind it. Why is the reason you want money? What's propelling you? And are you getting money out of scarcity? Are you grasping for it? Are you trying to hoard it? Is that why you want money is just to have it for yourself? Or is it because you want to create that flow? You want to give back. You want to receive. You want to keep that energy flowing. And when we when we get the why, when we get the thoughts behind our money right, that's when things just start to bloom. I really believe it. 
So let's do it. Have a great week, you guys. If you guys like this, will you please go leave me a review on iTunes or will you please subscribe and will you share this with your friends? I am so grateful for you guys for listening. I want to remind you guys that I am now taking coaching clients. So if you have somewhere in your life that you feel stuck, I would love to help you. I can book you a free first call. So DM me on Instagram, message me or email me. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.